We wanted to talk about what is going on, uh, you know, with the throne speech. Boy, oh boy, uh, a turn of events when it comes to the budget, if you remember. Um, the, prov the province's last fiscal update prior to everything uh, projected a $5.8 billion deficit in 2021-2022. But we know that experts really predicting at least a balanced budget likely given oil's high uh, prices right now. Um, we had been told that to balance the budget, we need probably about 71 bucks a barrel sitting at 90 as of Friday's close, the, the oil price is up, I think, about $4 this morning based on everything that's going on in the world. Uh, the throne speech really is kind of a an outline, is an outline of what the government plans to do in this next session. The lieutenant governor, uh, her honour, Samala Khani, will deliver the throne speech this afternoon. It's scheduled to start at 3 o'clock. Well, once it kind of gets underway, probably more like, uh, you know, 3.10, 3.15, you'll be able to hear it province-wide with Ted Henley as he's filling in for me on 6.30 Ched Afternoons. But that throne speech will come down this afternoon. And then the budget, the official budget budget, will happen on uh, Thursday. It will be delivered on Thursday afternoon. So we know uh, the finance minister has been talking about it, saying uh, that uh, Alberta budget 2022 is a budget for you, your future, your kids' future, and for Alberta's future. Um, we know that it's a, a bit of a dramatic, could be a really dramatic turnaround you know, thanks to oil prices. The Premier's saying it's just not oil prices, but of course that is, as we know in this province, that's that's really one of the biggies, isn't it? Um, the Premier has been saying that a big part of this provincial budget will be about increasing the capacity of, of uh, Alberta's healthcare system. So what is that going to look like? What is that going to look like? Right. You know, if you take a look at how things are shaking down right now for uh, Premier Kenny, you know, uh, he's a, he announced on the weekend in a, in a video saying that we're on that path that March 1st, the lifting of the rest of the of the covid restrictions, um, you know, a turnaround on the financial side for the province as well because of the oil prices all ahead of Premier Kenny, that leadership review, April 9th. In Red Deer. Uh, let's get into it. Lori Williams joining us this morning. She's a political science professor at Mount Royal University. Lori, welcome back to the show. Well, it's great to be with you. Hey, uh, so, you know, when we hear about, uh, you know, the throne speech being delivered uh, this afternoon, really kind of a template, a little bit of a guideline outline of the budget that's going to happen on Thursday. Uh, we know that the oil prices are up. It could be a dramatic turnaround from uh, what we heard last go around, uh, what we're expecting for the province. Yeah, that's the expectation for sure. Uh, with the oil prices being where where they have been for for some time, and of course they're going up again now with what's going on in Ukraine and and Russia. Um, with all of that, 
in place, then I think there's no question that, that the budget will likely be balanced, um, possibly even a surplus. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, we, we've heard the Premier saying uh, that a big part of this budget will be about increasing the capacity of Alberta's health care system. Um, I'm wondering, um, I'm maybe asking you to speculate a little bit, Laurie, but what does, what does that look like? We know, of course, um, through COVID over the past two years, we have seen that uh, health care capacity uh, at its max, even over the max and it's been something that a lot of Canadians a lot of Albertans politicians across the country have been talking about about needing to improve the health care system so what do you think that this means well that's at the very least it's going to be something that will address the the backlogs mm -hmm. the surgical and procedural uh, back backlogs that exist um, because of the pandemic I think the question for a lot of people is what that's going to look like in terms of uh, the the uh, where the investments are going to go is it going to be into hospitals and mm -hmm. nurses and so forth or is it going to go into um, into private facilities and the latter I think would be a bit of a risky move with the leadership race so far ahead so my guess is that it's going to probably focus on just shoring up the needs of the healthcare system um, according to just what the backlogs have been created up until this point and how they want to respond. Laurie Williams joining me this morning and you mentioned that leadership review uh, April 9th in Red Deer. Um, given what has you know transpired over the past number of weeks, uh, the, the premier moving up, the, the lifting of the restrictions, uh, where it sounds like we're on track, he put out a video on on the weekend saying that you know we're on track for March 1st to, to lift the remainder we need to get on with our with, with our lives how important do you think that that is going to come into play at that leadership review in you know six weeks well I think obviously a lot of people are very very tired of, of COVID. Um, many people are very critical of the way the Premier has handled it. And in response to those, particularly his base, who think that the restrictions have gone too far, this, this to some degree, I think, is a response to them. And, and, and I think virtually everything Jason Kennedy is doing at this stage of the game is with an eye to the leadership on April 9th. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you know what, I, I think that that's got to be obviously front and centre in his brain. But uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing he... I'm, I'm wondering if Premier Kenny is feeling a little bit of relief, given that it seems that we might be through the worst part of COVID, <laughs> knock, knock, knock on wood, Laurie, right. um, that the budget, that the oil prices are going back up here. And, you know, because his entire time as premier really has been about dealing with COVID, uh, not necessarily doing what he said that, you know, Albertans elected him to do. So this must feel like a little bit of a breath of fresh air for him that maybe over the next year he can get that uh, foothold in and, and, and do what he has always said Albertans have elected him to do. Right. Well, I mean, he has been saying throughout that he's been going through that list of, of campaign promises, yeah. his, his election platform, and, and been reminding Albertans repeatedly promises made, promises kept, but the top three promises, jobs, economy, and pipelines, um, and of course, now the health care issues that, mm -hmm. that have been dealt with, all of those, of course, um, have fallen well down the list. The grassroots guarantee has uh, yeah. been seriously undermined. I don't know if that can be addressed. 
um, but yeah, a lot of a lot of the things that that Albertans are look, were looking for, uh, he wants to get back to focusing on. The question is whether that will offset some of the anger and dissatisfaction that's occurred over the COVID management. One more question for you, Laurie, before I let you go. Uh, the Premier is saying that Alberta is going to launch a court challenge uh, against the, the, the federal government's invoking of the Emergencies Act. The Premier is saying uh, this weekend that the act is unnecessary, disproportionate, and that it violated natural justice. Uh, your thoughts on that? Well, I, I mean, it's not the first... Um challenge of federal legislation or, or policy that Jason Kenney has launched, and I think that fits pretty neatly into a strategy, a long-standing strategy of, mm -hmm. of uh, putting a distance between Ottawa and Alberta and defending, uh, or at least portraying himself as defending Alberta against Ottawa. A couple of problems in this particular case is that the actions that are being taken by the government under the Emergencies Act don't seem to be targeted uh, in Alberta. They're focused in, in Ottawa, at least for the moment. Um, and the other is, of course, that he he asked for help, uh, not for the Emergency Act, I grant, but asked for help, federal help, uh, at the Coots border yeah. crossing. And in the minds, I think, of voters that asking for Ottawa's help, accepting help in terms of uh, child care spaces, the billions of, tens of billions of dollars that have been invested from Ottawa into Alberta to deal with COVID and for the, and the economic challenges that Alberta has faced, um, that strategy may not be working as well as, as historically it might have. Dr. Williams, we'll leave it there this morning. Thanks for this. No, thank you very much. Yeah. Have a great day. Take care. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.